Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nishanda Shines. Well, welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. Yep, we're still going. We got the beginners on lock. And this time, uh, I'm having a woo-woo moment because I have two beginners who actually raced today, June 19th. So technically, it's not today because this will air on Wednesday, which is not the 19th. But today is Sunday, and this is when we're recording it. And so I have them live with me, and they just finished their race. They are a part of Capital Y Try. And as you know, earlier in this season, we got to interview Larry Atkins, who is uh, the head coach for Capital Y Try. And so we have two beginners from the newbie program. Woo woo, woo woo woo. Okay. And I guess that's two an adult to Martin because that just came out too. Okay. All right. All this stuff is Juneteenth. I'm representing Juneteenth. One of the ladies, I had never met before. So this is how Y-Try is. Y-Try is a rather robust program. And so one I've met before because I'm one of the subs for the cycling program, but the other one I met on June 18th at the Juneteenth Marathon. Shout out to everybody who did that. So I'm just going to bring both of these ladies in. I get to welcome to Try Beginner's Luck, Jessica Long and Elise Brainer. Hello, ladies. Hello. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. This is so exciting. Today was race day. And I believe you guys did Jamestown Sprint Triathlon. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I love it. So we're just going to start here. We're going to start with Elise. Elise, what brought you to this beautiful sport of triathlon? Um, I'm an injured runner, um, and both of my colleagues and friends, Tim Hughes and Steve Lyko from Pacers Running, encouraged me to try the Why Try program. I was so intimidated from everything from what I thought was a ton of gear you needed, which I was very minimalist in the the whole thing, um, to getting in a pool and swimming. Um, but if I hadn't been injured, I probably wouldn't have done it. And I'm so glad that I have another sport and went through that whole process. Well, obviously we're not happy that you were injured because we don't ever want anyone to be injured. And we want you to just want to try because it's kind of cool to try, but we're grateful that you are now a part of our family. So welcome in and shout out to Tim. Tim is, we came into the newbie program together in 2014. So shout out to Tim and just so excited that you decided to come over to us and try something different in a very unique season of life. That's how we'll put it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 Jessica, tell us about you. How did you get to the road to triathlon? Yeah. So, um, I, in the past I had some struggles in the water. I've always loved the water. I grew up on the beach, uh, in Massachusetts and we spend like every summer day there. And when I was like 10 or 12, my grandmother took us and we learned how to swim, but then I really never did anything with it. And then I was in the Dominican Republic and I took, we had a a teaching um, English and we took kids out to the beach and the water came in because the storm came in really quickly. And I had to take all these kids back to the shore and we like almost drowned. And like, after that, I didn't even realize it until like the summer of 2020, when we were like, everybody was going outside. It was a pandemic. Like that's the only way you get out. And we went to the Lake Michigan and I was like freaking out. And my friend was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, oh, I almost drowned. Like, this is my first time being in like wavy water. And so I came to now and I was like, I need to get my swimming together. And so I started like researching like master's classes and it wasn't the right fit. And then somebody was like, you know what? There's this like triathlon team at the YMCA um, in DC. And they're like, you should get in touch with them. And I got in touch with them and they're like, yep, we help um, not the best swimmers become the best swimmers. And I started working with Larry Atkins. You already mentioned him. And like my swimming has, you know, improved by leaps and bounds. And then I just always wanted to do a triathlon. I'm a, I'm a type of person who likes to have a challenge at the end of like life 
like life experiences. So I wanted to do it at the end of residency, but I couldn't because of the pandemic. So here I am trying it now. Wow. Um, I had another guest on not too long ago who also, his name is Ronnie Ham. Yep, that's it. He's also a beginner and he too almost drowned. And I think he almost drowned six times. And so that is nothing, that's a scary thing to, you know, almost drown because the psychological behind that. And it's an interesting um, and frightful, scary, uh, traumatic, all those words experience. And so I'm so grateful that you wanted to challenge yourself and to push past what uh, was maybe hindering you from doing open water swimming and triathlon is really the perfect sport to kind of break into that. And the sprint is the ideal length of a triathlon to kind of just get your feet wet and just try. So let's get right into it. Today was race day for you guys. Okay. Again, it's June 19th, but technically this will air probably on the 22nd or 23rd. I don't have my dates correctly, but Wednesday. So today, what was it like waking up and actually just entering into the space where people are setting up bikes. I want to start from the beginning today. Usually I start at the swim, but what was it like driving to the race this morning? What was your mindset? Um, so I actually biked about three and a half miles to the race. Um, like I said, I'm a little bit of a minimalist with the equipment. Didn't want to mess around with the bike rack. Um, I took the approach to it where my goal was to, I wanted to finish a triathlon and I wanted to finish saying I had a really good experience. Um, and it kind of reminded me when I first became a runner where I didn't know what a good time was. I was just happy to be there. So I was on the relaxed side about it. I was looking at that choppy water though. And I said, oh, that, that's gonna be a challenge. Um, but like I said, I was just so happy to be there. Okay, let, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta put a pin right there. You biked to the race site this morning? So like th three and a half miles. I understand, <laughs> but I don't know. Did the race start at like seven or eight? Um, seven. So I left at 515. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get there early, you know, to make sure <laughs> I have room for my bike. And I went down with my boyfriend and another friend and just want to make sure we had enough time. There'd be no stress. Yeah, I can already tell this is a whole different triathlete, you know, who bikes to the race site because she's a minimalist. Wonderful for you. Kudos to you as I roll my eyes. Okay. Yes. All right, Jessica, let me talk to you. You're probably on the normal bus. Jessica, I mean, tell I, me about I your morning. Not, I did not bike to the uh, site, but I think it was hard for me because I, I have done track and field, which is like, I feel like part of it, a third of it is like track and field. But really, it reminds me of track and field and that there are different events that you're participating in and you're transitioning from one event to another. And I was a thrower and I threw all of the throws, like shot, disc, javelin, weight, hammer. And so I got this, I, I get the, I, under, I understood the aspect of you have to do this one and the other transition to the other event. But I was like, how do I warm up? So like, I had a lot of nervous energy. Again, go back to the fact that I was, I honestly, if I was very honest with myself, I was terrified to swim. And like, I had done one open water experience. I had planned another one and it got rained out. And so I was very worried. And so I just started doing what I usually do. I did my dynamic warm up. I like ran, did my stretches. And then I just like sat on the beach and tried to like meditate and try to like find my center um, so that I could like find peace and do the things that I have been learned, have been, have been taught and had been learning the entire time. Very different approach but still an athletic approach. She's like, how am I going to warm up? Maybe I'm just that person. I'm like, warm up before a race? What? No, no you truly need to warm up. But you did that, your dynamic stretches. But the fact that you sat on the beach to meditate, that's different in of itself. And I'm glad that you guys took two different methods to get to the same race, right? And I think that's the beauty of this sport is that we have an opportunity to get to it the way that's best for us. Elise, 
road three miles and she probably worked out her mental and, you know, nervous energy that way. And you did your dynamic stretching, what you pulled on your collegiate experience and did your, uh, you know, dynamic stretching and then said, no, I need to, let me get centered and let me get grounded before I get in this water. All right. So we're at the race. It's time for the swim. What's going through your mind? Oh my gosh. <laughs> A lot of things were going through my mind. I was, I was, I think I was like trying to just stay calm. I didn't, I think for, I didn't know where to start. Like I knew I wanted to be towards the back because I was more of a nervous swimmer. Um, I didn't want to be swimming over. I knew it was, I was, I just, but I also didn't know if I wanted to swim like with other teammates and like have that aspect. So I was very nervous. I was a little bit nervous. I knew we had a one hour time limit and I really didn't know what a good time was. Um, and since I'd mostly trained in the pool and only did one open water swim that was in a very calm lake, I really thought, oh, am I going to make the hour time limit? So that was what was on the, the top of my mind the whole time. Um, but approaching the water and seeing that it was so choppy, I said, okay, if you can't do your freestyle stroke or, you know, the strokes we were to the wide try, all you have to do is just finish and stay calm. Um, so, but I did, I, I remember asking a couple people, are we okay on time? <laughs> love that time is always of the essence I promise you oh time 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 mm. do y'all know where that was from just this different word Florida Evans when she said damn damn I was just like time 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 okay never mind I'm lame fine um yeah that's a real thing and Jessica you know realizing where you want to see because it's self-seating. It's like you get to go on your own time. And so you can, you know, try with friends or swim with friends, or you can figure it out. I love how you guys had that juxtaposition of how you attacked, how you were going to do the swim. So let's talk about the swim. Um, both of you have only had one real open water experience. And it sounds from what I understand is that the water in the James river was a little choppy today. So tell us about that experience. Yeah, well, um, you know, we'll cut to the chase. So I did not complete the swim today, which was more dissatisfying than disappointing because I just knew that I had all the tools to complete the um, swim. But as I, so I started off, I got in there. I, I was hearing my coach Sarah in my mind. I was hearing Jim in my mind of like, just, you know, keep, keep swimming, do the strokes. And then there was like a big wave and I took in some water and then I like couldn't feel the bottom anymore. And I sort of panicked. And then this man, I like, I froze. And this man was like, are you okay? And I was like, in this state where I was like hearing him, but I was like still processing what was happening to me. And he's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. And so like, I put my hand up and then uh, I started kind of flailing and he's like stay calm and I was like okay I'm gonna stay calm and you know the uh, kayak uh, person very nice came and like kind of got me to shallower water but I also had a moment where I was like Jesse you can do this but then I also was like maybe you won't do this today then that's all right because you still have two other pieces that you can participate in and you can come back to this and you keep working on this like mental block of like, it's treacherous and it's scary and it's really not because you you have the keys to do it. But that's kind of like the experience I had. Yeah, I, um, I am sorry that you had that experience, but your mindset and approach to it is also strong. You're just like, look, I have two other things that I can do and I can come back and tackle it. And I appreciate that because swimming is one of the, I don't want to say number one barrier to entry because I don't know the technical, you know, I don't know where it is, it stands, but it's a large, it's one of the number one reasons. Well, I won't say number one. I keep saying, I'm not going to quantify it. It is a top reason why people don't try. And the fact that you got out there and experienced it 
and, you know, started to panic. It's not uncommon. And the fact that you didn't give up says a lot about who you are as a person and your character. And so I salute you for wanting and desiring to come back and give it another try. So I'm looking forward to that day. But I know we got some other things to talk about. Elise, tell me about your swim. Yeah, so we got in that choppy water. It was a little bit overwhelming at first. And I was closer to the back. Um, so I think I was around other nervous swimmers. And we were all a little bit panicky in the beginning. Um, and those first few minutes, I swallowed more water than I had swallowed all season in that pool. And I drank a lot of the wide pool water this season. Um, but, you know, as soon as I got around that first um, turn, I was like, okay, again, just go steady, go slow. If you need to doggy paddle, that's okay. And I kind of did revert to that doggy paddle, but I was like slow, steady, and however I'm comfortable doing this. Um, and I run, I, at Pacers, I lead some of the run groups. And so I'm really used to encouraging other runners. So I started, you know, oh, good job, swimmer, good job. And just trying to use that positive energy that I use with the runners. Um, and I, I don't know if that's as common in triathlons. And I was doing it as I was passing people on the bike. And I think people were really surprised about it. Um, but that's, that's how I got through. You sound like me. I'm one of those, you got it. Good job. And you know what? That's okay because we need those people too. You got your serious people who are all about, I got to get on that podium. And then you got your people that are just like, all right, now you got this. Let's do it. Keep it going. Okay. I love it. Um, and I love the fact that you encouraged yourself. The swim is difficult. And the whole part about drinking the water, as disgusting as it is, we have all been there. As I have a flashback of drinking the Schuylkill River water, I'm like, oh, so disgusting. But we've all done it. And, you know, it's a part of the stories that you get to tell other people and be like, and I drank so much water. You probably drink a gallon of water and then you found yourself figuring out how to pee it out on the run or the bike. And you're just like, this is the most disgusting thing ever. I'm usually like one of these ladies. And all of a sudden, all of my ladylike behavior goes out of the door when you try. I see you guys shaking your head. Okay, so we're moving on to transition. What was it like to transition in your first transition? And was it anything like what was talked about in the transition session that you guys had at Y-Try? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they really prepared us. Um, yesterday, actually, I asked, uh, at least she's one of the swim coaches. I was like, how am I supposed to put my bike up? Like, I was like, I don't really get how it's supposed to. So she showed me a picture, which I think was really helpful. But... Um, I think the most challenging piece was having to run the like 0.2 miles from the, <laughs> the swim shore to the uh, transition area um, and just watching other people like transition, like not putting socks on or putting socks on or like, you know, just watching other people just gives you more uh, kind of, I think, gives me tools for like next time. But it was, I think the biggest thing was like the run from the beach and kind of getting up there. Yeah, for me, by the time I got out of the water, I was closer to the back. So um, there really weren't any bikes left when I got back in the transition area. So there were no distractions. I wasn't thinking, what am I supposed to be doing? I just put on my shoes and I did it. Um, so yeah, so that was fine. By that point, I was like, all right, I finished this swim. So whatever happens from here, it's going to be better than that swim. But um, yeah, I think it was actually better for me to get there and not have all, you know, the craziness of everyone rushing out of there and being afraid I was going to hit my bike on someone. So. I love it. I love it. Um, we're on the bike. You made it to your first transition. What was the bike like? I, I remember I've done Jamestown before and the bike to me is one of the coolest bikes. So I've had it's, a, it's just a cool bike, you know, it's along a very scenic road. So tell me about your bike experience there. I loved it. Um, it was pretty awesome. Um, just like riding with the, like, there are people there who are um, pushing, you know, kids in, in carriages and there's people going really fast and there's people you're riding with and you're seeing your teammates like, when Elise was talking about encouraging herself, we saw each other, I think, on the run at one point. 
Miss or and definitely on the bike. I think she was coming in and I was like running out. And we were like, go each other, you know, like cheering for one another. So that I think I just and I got into the habit of too, like people were cheering me on. And I'm a I'm like also like one of those people who's like a coach and I like to cheer people on. And so people were doing that. And I really love that about today, um, especially about the bike. But I was also worried about the deer because when I was driving to the course, I saw two deer and I was like, listen, I do not want to hit a deer today, but there were no deer and it was great. Yeah, for me, I think the bike was surprisingly my strongest segment. Um, I got a bike during the summer uh, of 2020 because I don't have a car in DC. I don't, I've never owned a car actually. Um, I've always relied on public transportation and the so many Metro stops were closed down and I'm like, I was having such a hard time getting to work. So I got, uh, my best friend Greg actually bought me a hybrid bike. So I started biking then. Um, and so the bike was just for transportation. Um, and it's funny cause I actually was joking around, but I think this is true. I did most of my bike training, just bike commuting. And I used the capital bike share. I bike, you know, a couple times a day, sometimes between Arlington and DC getting to all the Pacer stores. So then when I hopped on my hybrid bike this morning, I'm like, oh, this feels so light compared to the capital bike shares. And I really do think those are so heavy. I probably built up a lot of power in my legs. So definitely went a lot faster than I thought. Okay, between the deer and your best friend buying you a bike, Greg, listen, you can be my best friend any day. If you would like to buy me a specialized Tarmac SL7, I am here for that. My bike size is a 56. Oh, 54, actually, 54. Um, and if you get a 56, we can figure out those details out. But my goodness, come on, bestie, buying you a bike and Jessica being afraid of the deer and just like, oh, I'm just loving this just position. And uh, the beauty in your first triathlon and the things that are going through your mind and what you're concerned about. I know those of you who are listening or viewing right now are just like me, like it's bringing back memories. Or for those of you who haven't tried yet, you're like, man, I need some memories too. So this is what this is all about is to encourage you to try because you're going to have a different story, even if you're at the same race. And I love that one, I met you, Elise, just on yesterday for the first time ever, and you agreed to do this. So thank you so much. And Jessica, who I would see her smi smiling face in classes when I'm teaching. So I am just so grateful that you are both here sharing your stories because I'm encouraged just by listening to you. All right, we're back in T2. What was it like putting on those shoes for the first time and going out to run? Yeah, so one of my friends did a triathlon uh, like a couple weeks ago and she was saying like, the one thing I would have done differently is wore a second pair of socks. So <laughs> I changed my socks because I was like, oh, they are kind of dim. So that was really, uh, I was really grateful for that key piece of advice. Um, but I just like got moving and it was so nice, like on the way out, there's so many people just like, you got this, cheering you on. And, you know, it was, it was like beautiful weather and it was very scenic because we're like running along like um, corn fields and I think it's corn, it might be soy, but it was just really awesome. Um, yeah, so for me, I didn't even have to change my shoes because I don't have clips or anything on my bike. So I just biked in my running shoes. Uh, so I got to that transition really quickly. And I saw my friend and my boyfriend and they had the medals. And I was like, you guys already finished. I haven't started my run yet. And like, yeah, just go. <laughs> I just, I really going into this did not have a perspective on time or how long any of this took. Um, and I've only been running a couple miles once a week because of my injuries. Um, but, but I did find it hurt. It really does hurt getting off the bike and starting to run. I didn't always do those bricks in practice just because of my injuries. So, um, but yeah, it was fine. The turnarounds came a lot quicker than I thought. And there was, for me, I related most to the run because there was a lot of camaraderie out there kind of with that back of the pack. So I really enjoyed it. Come on back of the pack and the camaraderie, because honestly, the track community, 
from a runner, Elise, you probably know that there's something extremely special about the tri community. And not that the run community is uh, a lesser, it's just very different. And um, those cornfields, Jessica, they are, it's something very calming about them. And, you know, it's just tranquil. And I mean, it's corn or soy, but it's just like looking at nature and you know, what can grow. And as you're just running and the weather, the weather was just absolutely beautiful this weekend in general. And so to experience that again, I just really am just in awe of the experience uh, because Jessica, you come from more of a track background and you have done more of the bricks, whereas Elise hasn't been able to do more as a of the bricks. And so you guys, again, have two very different experiences. And I want to ask you, Elise, did you have any troubles when you were running today? Did any of your injuries like flare up or anything? No, I kept it, um, I kind of, you know, kept it at a reasonable pace. My left shin was tight, but I felt it tightening up on the bike. Um, I wouldn't say it was comfortable, but I wasn't in pain. That's good. Our we injury have... people say. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because a lot of uh, injured runners come to the tri world and it's an easy way for them to kind of still do get moving and do something different so that they can, you know, still challenge themselves. And so that's good to know that you didn't have really much of a flare up, but Hey, if you're injured out there, there's room for you over here in the trash space. Come because you get to do three different sports combined into one. And the other two swimming and biking are very low impact. And even if you get to the run, you still have an opportunity where you can walk if that is need be. So we're at the finish line. What does it feel like to come through the finisher shoot? I was so excited to see the Y try team standing there. It's really cool when you're older, you know, you're not on a school team anymore to still become part of the team. And it's just great that those, those opportunities still exist because there's something really special about that. I, I could agree with you. Like, it feels good to just say, hey, I got a friend cheering for me. Jessica, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And I was just going to say it was like pretty awesome to hear them call out your name. I mean, I've been at many attract meets and nobody calls out my name. <laughs> so it was really awesome to like run through the uh, finish line and then be like, and here we have number 183, Jessica Long, you know, here for her. And I know when Elise was running through, they called out her name, would like cheering for her. Um, so it's just really, you know, really nice to be like recognized regardless of like, what your times were or like whether you didn't finish a part of the race like you finished today you know so that was pretty awesome i love it and when you said them calling your name out of course i'm like yes calling your name out because you remember that and if i'm not mistaken i think ken berger was probably on the microphone um calling you out and we interviewed him this season as well because he's my mentor and so uh, I love the fact that that's one of the highlighted parts of the day is hearing your names being called out as you run through the finish line in that camaraderie, because you're right. You can be a part of other communities, but when you are part of a team, it's something different to have people there with the same logos on cheering for you, just rallying around your victory for that day. So kudos to you both. Now that you've done your first, what advice would you give to a beginner? For me, it would be, don't, one thing I was very intimidated by was all the gear you need. Don't be intimidated by it. I did not have a fancy tri bike. I didn't have clip-in shoes. Um, I went very minimalist on the whole thing. And I am planning, I would love to do another sprint triathlon. And I'm planning to do the same thing. I really liked not having to mess around with a lot of gear. Um, and it's not something, it's an expensive sport, but that cost can really be moderated. Facts on facts. Jessica, go. Um, I mean, my advice of the day is do more open water practice swimming. <laughs> like that's really hands down. And I think the thing that I came away with it when I was reflecting is not to be scared to do it with different people who are triathlon triathletes. 
So, you know, like maybe it won't be with your team, but you care about like uh, open water swimming um, practice at like X Lake with this other group, like don't be afraid. And I think I was still a little bit afraid to like kind of branch out, but now I'm like, listen, I'm going to branch to all the outs and I'm going to be there and I'm crushing this swim the next time it comes around. I love that. I, I love that you're just like one open water swimmer and don't be scared. And you're right because you can make so many new friends just by getting uncomfortable and not being in your comfort zone. And so I absolutely adore what you all both have just said. With that said, what is one thing you would have wished you would have known before your first race today? That's a tough one. I also felt very prepared by the Y Tri program. And there were some things that were a little bit harder than I thought they would be, and some things that were a little bit easier. Um, so, so, yeah, there isn't any particular advice I can give there. <laughs> yeah, I would say I felt really well prepared. I think the one that I always come away with something, who knows, you know, but, um, I just wouldn't have worn socks in my clip, my clip, whatever. I don't even know what to call them. The shoes they clip in. I know they have a different name, but like, you know, welcome to try. This is my first, I'm beginning. We know that. Um, I just wouldn't have wore socks because then I could have just put on another pair of socks and have to switch socks. I don't know. Okay. I shouldn't be laughing so hard, but I am. She's like, like, I don't even know what the shoes are called. Bike shoes, you know, just bike shoes. But then the, um, there's different types of clips. You know, you have your SPD, SPD SL, you know, you have the Clio's, you have different types of cleats, but they're just bike shoes. And yeah, biking, you know, with, without socks is preferred, you know, cause it's just easier to not have to worry about that. So that's cool. And at least because my brain sometimes moves so fast, you mentioned something that I want to go back to. Like my brain just caught up, like just now about, this can be a minimalist sport. Like you are already a minimalist, but from a financial standpoint, you're like, it's costly. However, you can do it on a, a budget essentially. And so I just want to highlight that again. And I think you hear that through the fabric of this particular episode, um, because, you know, everyone is at a different place financially. And I don't ever want people to feel like they can't try because they don't have it. Do it with what you have. And as you grow, um, and as you grow, then things could, you know, materialize. I actually had, um, I was sitting down with Sarah and talking to her about, you know, I've been bike shopping and really having a hard time finding a bike and, uh, I'm just not finding what I want or just not, I'm not feeling the bikes that I'm riding. And I'm like, I'm putting myself in bike jail because I have a bike that I have here that I can totally ride. Just need to go get it tuned up. And why spend the money when you can do other things in the process? So I'm taking my own advice and settling with what I have and doing it with what I have. And I'll get a new bike when it's the timing is right. And it'll be perfect. So thank you for making me check myself on this podcast in front of everybody. Huh, okay, I feel better. I did like see that's one thing I did like about today and even yesterday the Olympic being yesterday is like the different people were just coming with what they had and like having a good time and racing and it was just awesome to see that I mean I started when I was first training I was training with like a hybrid it was more like a mountain bike though and it was too small it was problematic so like I had to upgrade because I was too big for that like I sent it to my sister my sister's five four it, the frame is a size for probably her. I'm 5'9", almost 5'10". So it was problematic. But I did enjoy seeing like all different types of people, all different types of like bikes, all different types of equipment. And I was going to say, least like you're riding the, I was going to say riding those bikes to Capitol, that really was your training because those bikes are heavy. Yeah, I, I love bike community. Now, yeah, I love bike community and bike share. I just joined bike share last September. And I'm like, I've been missing out. I would have gotten around the city so much faster all these years. 
it only takes a pandemic to help us realize what are what's at our resources, right? And so I love the fact that we had to think differently so that we can get new results. And, and as a result, we have new triathletes. Come on here, Capital Y, try new newbies. Ah! Okay, okay. I'm going to calm down, but I'm so proud of y'all. Like, it is so exciting to be able to welcome you guys into this beautiful sport. Congratulations to you on all of your efforts. You have done it. And now it only goes up from here. You know, whether you do another sprint later this year, speaking of what's next for you guys, what's on the agenda now? What's, what are you going to do? Um, I looked up some tries. I'm thinking uh, the Quantico Sprint Triathlon um, might be my next one. Okay. Is that in the fall? Uh, September. And it's part of the Marine Corps Marathon series of races. Um, so, yes, close. And um, I read the reviews. Said the wa- Jesse, maybe that might be a good one for you to do. It says this, the water is shallow. Um, so, yeah, so maybe improve the swim for me on that one. Okay. Jesse, what about you? I don't know which race yet, but I do want to hear what other people, because a lot of, I want to, you know, it'd be nice to do one where someone else is going to be there from the Y-Try team. But my primary goal is to do a lot of open water swimming. So I'm probably going to sign up for some open water swimming like lessons uh, because I just need to work on, I've worked on like not having fear in the pool. And now I need to work on not having fear when I'm like, like actually swimming. Like I can jump off the side of a boat and I'm good. So I'm like, the boat's right there. But I need to like get that together. So that's really my next step is to really work on that this summer and like prepare myself for something in the fall. I'm not sure what next. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to know. But the fact that you do know is that you want to do the open water swimming because that's going to help you get better and feel more comfortable. And at least I'm really excited that you're already looking at a fall race. And Jessica, I know you are probably going to do a fall race once you do your open water swimming. So I feel like we have to have you guys back on, even if it's just giving us a six or seven minute update on your next race. But ladies, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy and welcome to this beautiful elite club of humans on the earth called triathletes. You rock. And hey guys, you know what I say after all the episodes, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win. I'm Ashonda and I'm out. Peace. Well, we're back and we have a new beginner with us and I am thrilled to have this young lady because I met her at a race in May. I met her as I was announcing at General Smallwood with Kinetic Multisport. And I remember her coming to the announcer's table because she had a question. And I'll let her share what the question is, but I was just so excited. And I said, hmm, I said, are you a beginner? And she says, yeah, this is my first race. And I said, oh, well, I gave her a rundown. And then I said, I want to talk to you afterwards. So I am so excited to bring to you this guest, Miss Jenny Wu, who is in the construction management field, and she just recently graduated. So Jenny, not only welcome to Try Beginner's Luck, but welcome to the beautiful sport of triathlon. Thank How are you doing? I'm doing well. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about, okay, let's go back. Do you remember the question that you asked? Yeah, so my parents and I were taking pictures at the swim start and we crossed the mat, uh, the timing mat, and I heard my tracker beat and I got super nervous because I was already nervous about the cutoff time. So I was like, oh my God, it's my timer already starting. So I went off to the tent to find somebody to try to help me. And that's how I met you. Wow. You know, we get so many questions from so many people all the time. And this one was just another one that we get to add to the books. But it's true. Sometimes, you know, your timing chip can go off and it could delay some other things. But we have a really good, a, a good timing team. And so I'm sure they handled everything. And so you were able to start and be starting and start stress free, which was really good. And um, I remember seeing you come across the finish line 
like speeding. And I just was like, man, she had a really good race. And it was just so beautiful to like welcome you into the finish line and to say that it was your first and to just hype you up a bit. It just warmed my heart. So tell me, I want to just start by how did you get into the sport and what caused you to want to do triathlons? Yeah. So over in college, I've started doing a marathon. I've done one marathon in college and I've done one half marathon just a year ago. And I just love doing these races. This gives me something consistent to train for. It's like a goal. And every time I enter these races, I'm not necessarily, I, I'm never going to the first one to be a first place. Never going to happen. I am not, that's not my goal. My goal is just to finish and to participate and to like, be around people who's also training for the same goal. And I think that's super cool. Um, so I was I was looking for something new to do after my half marathon. And one of my friends is training for Ironman. So another friend and I was like, okay, we should go for a triathlon too. So that's how we uh, signed up for our Olympic triathlon. Okay, so you signed up for an Olympic. Did you know about the sprint option? I did, but I was like, oh, this is way too easy. So that's why I went for Olympic. But even for the Olympic, I was like, this is way too easy. I should have went for a half Ironman. Um, But I've learned that's not true. (laughs) The Olympic was the perfect place for me to start. Oh, so you you got your, um, you had a good taste of reality. during your first olympic right because i was like oh i could do all three of these events just like so relaxingly like no problem at all like i know i can do all three events individually but i've never during my training i've never done it all together or i never i combined bike and run one time but that was it so so let's talk about this experience because the confidence you were flipping the hair like i can do this it's too easy so let's talk about your first race. Let's break down the, the, we're going to break down the swim. We're going to break down the bike. We're going to break down the run. So tell me about the swim. So I think I should first start off saying that I did not know the, the, um, the cutoff time was four hours until like two weeks before the triathlon. That was definitely on me. I should have read through the route book. Let's uh, pause right there. Let's, let, 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 let's pause right there. You should have read through the what book? The rule book, yes. Mm-hmm. So what she means is she should have ran through the um, the race book that is provided for most races. Race directors will be so appreciative of you reading that book that they spend so much time on. But okay, I digress. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> so, very unfortunate from that. And Another unfortunate part about that is because I thought it would be too easy. I didn't really train for the run until two weeks before the, the triathlon, and I haven't ran since the winter. So that all of that combined together made me super nervous. And plus, I read online like, oh, they're going to cut off at four hour on the dot. You cannot finish the race if you get cut off so I got super nervous and I was like the whole time going into it, I was like oh my goodness I'm not gonna finish on time like I I timed out everything I was like I have to try my hardest on every single activity in order to make the cutoff time but that's not the race I wanted I wanted like a relaxing race like I just want to finish I know I can finish but that's how I went into it and I went into it super nervous that's I never when I go into these races I'm never nervous because I know I can finish but this time I was especially nervous. Mm. So, now, did you, un- I think you underestimated the power of track and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I went into the swim and I was like, okay, I know I can do well on the swim. So I swam as hard as I could. And then I also swim breaststroke. So that, I don't know how to do freestyle. So I already know. I already know it's going to be slower than most people. And then I see people keep going past me, swimming past me, which made me even more nervous, more nervous as time went on. And it was also my first open water swim. So I went in and I, I was warned that like the water is not going to be clear and that was fine. But I went in, I was like, oh my God, I could not even see what's right in front of me. 
I see the person right next to me, nobody, like, right? On, when I go underwater, I cannot see anything. But luckily, you know, the water was super calm and I felt really, I felt really good about my swimming in the pool. So I know it's not gonna be an issue because everyone's watching me. I have the red cap on, you know, I know everybody's rushing me. There's people right next to me, it's gonna be fine. But seeing everyone going past me was definitely not a good feeling. So I, you know, I swam as fast as I can. And then my left calf started cramping on the last lap, not the, not the lap going out, but the last lap going in toward the swim finish, like halfway, halfway to the swim finish on the last lap. And I was like, oh crap. But, and then I kind of like, you know, kind of like swam in place for a bit and I was like oh it's fine and I just continued swimming but like kicked a little, little less hard but definitely was a rough start to say the least okay. uh, rough rough the swim not a rough start but rough ending to the swim okay a rough ending to the swim but you yeah. said you swam the breaststroke the entire race that adds on to this so, you know, freestyle is the most common form and you can do whatever you need to do to get to your finish. But the fact that you swam breaststroke, I am, I am impressed. Really? Because that's not easy to swim breaststroke the whole time. No, I don't think that that's easy to swim the breaststroke the whole time from a, from a couple of perspectives. Physical perspective, because you're using more force to, you know, you propel in a different way and to kick out you know to do the what is it the frog kick and then the mental aspect you know because it is slower people are passing you so you had to overcome so many challenges just at the start of the race yeah but I did I didn't think I finished like I know I was going to be around like 35 minute mark and mm -hmm. 40 minutes so like I was you know it was as expected. But it's still good. Like 41 minutes is still good. I, I'm just saying that if when you learn, because you're I, I just feel in my heart you're gonna do more. When you learn how to do freestyle, free you're gonna see how much more efficient you are and how much more energy you will have when you transition into the bike. Here's the deal: you started, and that was the beauty. You didn't let not knowing how to do freestyle, stop you. You did what you knew how to do so that you could try. And for that, I salute you, Jenny. You know, because most people would have been like, well, I can't swim and they would have stopped. But you did what you knew how to do, which was in your wheelhouse. And that didn't stop you. And so I wanna salute you. So we catch this cramp and, I, and Charlie horses is what I feel like it was, are just not fun to have, especially at the beginning of the race. So how did you work through that as you went to the bike? Because your transition was a run. So how was your leg feeling? Tell us about it. Yeah, so I knew I wouldn't have a lot of transition. I had my tank, my tri-tank and my um, spandex shorts. And I wasn't gonna change into shoes or anything. So I changed into bike shoes. So I changed into my sneaker at the swim I, went, I changed into my running shoes at the swim finish and I ran to the uh, bike transition. Mm -hmm. um, and that was fine. I, I was feeling okay. I, I was like, okay, now the hardest part and most risk part is done. So I know I can keep going. Um, and then going into the bike, I, I felt okay. And then, <laughs> and then I, I don't even remember about the, the bike course, but the first mile was so strenuous well not the first mile first like five miles was super strenuous because it was very steep and very hilly and then onto the mel the the not preparing well part again um my bike i i went on i went on saturday and I, during package pickup i saw everybody have really nice bikes like tri bikes with the curved handlebar and everything and I was out there with my hybrid bike from college. Um, <laughs> didn't have a front brake, only have a rear brake, um, <laughs> rusty ass chains. <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, it was, 
and I was like oh okay well me out here with my old ass bike um so that added on to it and then so I was doing the I was doing I was going to the bike and then it was super hilly for the first five miles everyone kept passing me because on the hills I was like really struggling I was down to like gear one and it's just like really trying to get up that hill trying to get in my mind like oh my god I'm gonna finish but that was when I also doubted myself a little bit it's like oh my goodness I did not realize how hard this the swim to bike transition was gonna be like how tired I was gonna feel because my thighs was feeling tired my butt was feeling tired like everything was already tired and I'm only on the beginning of the second race so (laughs) the second leg and I was just like oh god this is not going well um but it was it got a little better because like um I think toward the middle middle of the course it was pretty flat occasional hill not too bad so I felt a little better um but the whole time I was not I think I was biking alone maybe I had like one person behind me um so that did not do well for my mental game Um, But the funny part was towards like two thirds of the bike course, there was two dots that just ran straight at me and my bike. And I literally screamed for my mama. Like I do not even know where they came from. And I was, I'm scared of dogs in general, but they kept chasing me and howling. And I was just like, what the fuck? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And then, but there was a bike coming after me and then they started chasing the person after me. So it was fine. But yeah, that, I think the bike part was the least part of the three, the three legs for me for this race. So not only, okay, just to unpack this a little bit. First of all, doing it on a hybrid is common. You know, you, again, you, 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 you rode with what you had and that's the best way to try, you know, just, Get out there and do it. Um, I can understand how it is intimidating when people have really great bikes and they sound so good and you hear the whoosh, whoosh, whoosh sound. And you'll get there one day. But today was a day that you'll never forget because you created a memory. You created a memory and you did it on a hybrid bike. And that's strong. And yes, General Smallwood is a very technical race. It is very hilly, it is very tech, it's rolling hills, but it's hillier than most of the rolling hill courses. And it's a very technical race. And so you survived it on a hybrid. You should be proud of yourself. Thank you. You really should be proud of yourself. And it's not about how many people are passing you. It's the fact that you didn't give up, especially after those dogs, because listen, that and the fact that you screamed for your mother, that took me out. But that was your, you know, that was your natural reaction. And you know, it happens when you're out there on those lonely, more rural roads, anything it can happen. Any animal can dart out you or dart at you. And you kept going. And I guess I just want to remind you of how you have been overcoming this entire race. So I'm excited to hear about how you overcame with the run. The run was definitely the hardest part for me because I already expended all my energy for the last two legs. Um, But I remember I started on my run and I was like, I looked at the time and I was like, oh, I I have a good amount of time left within the four hours. I think I had like an hour and 20 minutes, I believe. So I was like, this is plenty of time for me to do six miles. But I forgot, you know, the first that we have two laps. So the mile one and mile four is super, super hilly. So I started running and I felt my legs were feeling really bad. By the time I got to the first aid, uh, aid station at mile one, both my quads seized up, like seized, cramps all over. I could not even walk. I had to sit down on the little cooler. And I, at that point, like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know if I should, like, walk back or, like, should I continue to walk? I didn't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I've never experienced 
even during my marathon, I've never experienced both my quad muscles seizing up to the point where I can feel how hard they are and I cannot keep going. I cannot keep walking. But I, I saw other people walking as well. But there are people, you know, jogging. I saw people walking up the hill. So that made me feel a little better because I'm like, ah, I'm not the only one in the boat. Um, so I kept on walking a little bit after I sat down for a minute. So I was like, I know I'm going to finish this. I have my parents there. I have two of my friends there. I'm not going to shame myself like that by not finishing on the third leg. Like, that's just not going to happen. I know I have an hour and 20 minutes. Maybe I'll not I'll make not make the cutoff time, but I know I'm going to finish. At least I can brag about that. I finished my first triathlon, you know. So I just kept on going. Um, luckily, it got back into the shade because that day was 95 degrees and it was hot as balls. And I could not continue. I, I had to drink so much water. Um, but I kept on, I kept on walking and then jogging a little bit when it's um, flat. And when I say jog, I meant shuffle, like I shuffle my legs together, like make a little bounce in my steps is what I would call it. And then I kept on going and then drink water at Gatorade at every single aid station. Um, and I love the downhill on mile three, going back down to the, uh, to the run start. And then on my second lap, that was better because I knew, I liked how they break it down to lap one and lap two, because they kind of break it down to like three miles and three miles. And you know, you can run three miles, what's three more, you know? And uh, the second lap was way better because I knew when to walk, when to run. I knew where the uphill, I knew where the downhill was. That felt a lot better on my mental game. And I remember on my first lap, there was someone I recognized that it's also on their lap one. And I was like, okay, are you, are you on your lap one? And they're like, yeah. And then I was like, okay. And then he was like, yeah, so are you doing lap two? Because at that point, we were getting close to the finish close to the cutoff time and I was like of course and then he's like okay good and then we decided we're gonna do it together you know but we ended up not doing it together but I knew somebody else was gonna be with me and that felt a lot better and I finished over time um for by 17 minutes but you know I still finish and I'm super damn sorry. 17 minutes 17 minutes okay sorry I have a flashback okay go ahead <laughs> But yeah, for finishing and for run. Well, listen, Jenny, well, you are a triathlete. You swam your swam. You biked your bike. You ran your ran. You ran your run. And you crossed the finish line. And no one can take that away from you. And it's only going to get better from here. You... You know, you, you never forget your first, right? <laughs> and so this is something that you'll always be able to look back on and laugh. Yes, I was laughing at your story because it's funny after the fact, right? But in the middle of it, you're like, this is not funny. I don't understand how I did this. Like, you were like, oh, this is going to be easy. It's going to be this. And then you were like, you're in it and you're like, oh, this is hard. But it's not necessarily hard, it's a challenge. And it challenged you to think very differently. And what I love about how you wrapped up that second lap is you started to do some math. And that's what we as triathletes do. We do a lot of math to figure out a lot in a very short amount of time. And so that in itself was saying, you're well on your way, my friend. You're well on your way. You were like, hey, I learned from the first lap. The second lap, I know where I need to do. I know where I need to go. And you did it. You did it. And what I also love about smaller races is, yes, they give you a parameter and a time frame, but you still got to finish. And that's the beauty of it all, right? The beauty is to have fun, to go out and try new challenges and to do things that you've never done before and to make great memories in the meantime. And you did that. And now you can tell the story forever. I definitely have a newfound respect for triathlons. Bam. <laughs> right. During my race race, I thought I was never going to do a triathlon again. Or I don't know if I wanted to do a triathlon again because of how hard it was and not knowing if I could finish. But 
right now, I definitely want to do at least go for a half Ironman after I've rested my body. Okay. Now, will you try to do that half this year or will you try to do another Olympic and then try to do another, um, a do a half? Well, I'm trying to do a three through hike of the Appalachian Trail next year. So I'll probably do a half Ironman, not next year, but the following year. Okay. Okay. And do you have any more tries lined up for this year? No, I'm going to go for the Marine Corps Marathon this October. I love it. So running is your thing. Huh? So running is your thing. Um, actually, out of all three activities, I think I like to swim the most. But running is definitely the race that's most easy to get into and most casual, I would say. Runners, you hear that? Easier to get into? I'm just kidding. <laughs> No shade, but shade. But go ahead. <laughs> oh, man, this has been so, so good. And I'm just so grateful for the experience that you have. Now that you've done your first, what advice would you give to another, uh, to some, what advice would you give to someone who's listening, who's contemplating during their first or has their first race coming up? Mm-hmm. Well, if you have your first race coming up, my biggest advice is obviously read the rule book that they put out, know what the cutoff time is, know your course, know what you're gonna do for a transition, um, your clothing, your preparation, and just relax a little bit um, and enjoy the race. I, I felt bad about how, how nervous I was the whole race about the cutoff time. And I wish I just relaxed a little bit and just enjoyed the race itself instead of being so tied up in my head about okay I have to make this time uh, for my swim I would make this time for my bike and I felt like that was a lot of pressure on me and that was also the reason why I didn't want a lot of people to come and support me because I just I felt like more people coming would add more pressure to onto myself but I wish I just relaxed a little bit and no I uh, trust in myself that I know I'm gonna finish and I say I'm gonna finish I, I will finish you know um, for people who are contemplating on des- deciding if they want to do a triathlon or, or not, I would say um, if you want to look for a challenge and if you want to look for a new race, just sign up for it, pay the money. If You know if you pay the money, you're going to train and you're going to attend this race. And even if you don't like it, I mean, it's just one time. Hey, and you got a consistent training schedule. At least you got some exercise out of it, you know. It's something that you can train on, you can attend and know a whole new group of people and brag about it at the end. I love it. And I couldn't think of the name of it. You know, when you're doing this, sometimes you're, you're in the moment and your mind is going so fast, but it's the, it's the athlete guide. So the athlete guide is what you should read that race directors put a lot of time into. So I had to course correct myself. I was like, come on, Mashonda, you know it. But it's the end of quote unquote my day. We're doing this at the end of a, a work day. And so, you know, by the end of the day, you're like, Rrr. but no, I am so proud of you, Jenny. That advice was sound. It was solid. Listen to her. She's experienced it and it's fresh. And so that was some good sound advice. Well, listen, Jenny, thank you so much for being with us. This is just the beginning, you're a new, you're, you're, you just entered the workforce, you just graduated, you, you're challenging yourself and you have been bit by the bug of triathlon and I cannot wait to see what more you do in this beautiful sport. Well, that's it for us. Whenever you try beginners like you always win. I'm Ashonda and we're out, peace. So Jenny and I kept talking when we stopped recording and she has some clean advice that she wants us to, that she wants to share. Jenny, go ahead, share what you just shared with me. Yeah, I was just gonna say, for people who is contemplating on starting a triathlon, my advice would be, do what you can with what you have. You know, no matter how bad you think your gear is, it doesn't matter. You know, triathlon is all about moving your body and that's what I love about it. So as long as you can move your body, it doesn't matter how bad your bike, how old your bike is, or you, if you don't have a tri suit, you don't need a tri suit. You can even wear a tank top and swimsuit. Like it doesn't matter. As long as you can get yourself across the finish line, 
that's what you gotta do. And as long as you sign up for and pay the money for the race, that's the first step. Everything else, you don't even have to think about it. You heard it here. We're out. Bye. For real this time. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.